Thank you for tuning in to The Grammar of Grief with your host, Uma Girish, the show that is dedicated to creating a safe space to discuss the big life questions around grief, loss, death, and dying. Now, here's your host, Uma Girish. Welcome, everyone. It is my pleasure and honor to introduce to you Dr. Raji Parsi, my guest in this episode. Dr. Raji Parsi is a world-renowned heart anesthesiologist and was chief of anesthesiology at Bakersfield Heart Hospital for more than a decade before having a life-changing near-death experience that ultimately saved him from the near-death of his 30-year marriage. Trained in Western medicine, Dr. Parthi is also a student of Eastern medicine, which has led him to formulate an integrative approach to a truly healthy heart. He's a certified co-active coach from the Coaches Training Institute, a Mars Venus coach trained by Dr. John Gray, a certified Ayurvedic practitioner, a certified high-performance coach, grief recovery coach with training in trauma work, and a certified meditation instructor from the Chopra University. Dr. Parthi is the author of the best-selling book, Dying to Wake Up, A Doctor's Voyage into the Afterlife and the Wisdom He Brought Back. He tours the country extensively, holding workshops to demonstrate methods of healing heartbreak, and is currently working on his next book, Dying to Love, a practical handbook for journeying from heartbreak to love. So, Dr. Parthi, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so looking forward to sharing your story with my listeners as also your wisdom. Yeah, it is my honor to be here. I'd love to start by asking you, what was your life like before your NDE? Because you practiced medicine for 25 years and you were the acting chief of anesthesiology at a heart hospital in Southern California. But then you had a serious health crisis, which led to your near-death experience. So would you tell us what your life was like before your NDE and how in my it life, changed? In my life before NDE was a very materialistic life. I came to America in 1982, and you know everybody talks about the American dream. And my American dream became a runaway American dream. I started competing with my friends who has a bigger house, the fanciest car. So like I built three houses in Bakersfield. My last house was a 10,000 square foot house on a golf course with a movie theater. You name it, it had it. And I used to drive a Hummer and I had a sports BMW. So all those things were very important to me that time. And I forgot about my spiritual being and some to some extent my family too and actually my training before anesthesia was in pediatrics but pediatricians in america are the lowest paid physicians so to make more money i went and did another residency in cardi- uh, anesthesia and specialized in cardiac anesthesiology so it was totally materialistically driven you know life Right. So how did your ND change your life? What became important once you recovered from 
uh, your surgery and you came back to life? You know, after I recovered, for me, the biggest change was to live for others. Like my mantra became, life is not just existing, but thriving and giving back. And giving back was uh, one of the important things. I, In Indian language, it is called seva. And seva is unconditional offering and service without expecting anything in return. So that became my motto. And I had done anesthesiology for quite some time. So I sold my house, bought a Toyota Camry hybrid. I didn't care at all what my friends thought that, oh, he's driving a Camry hybrid. So my life literally went from Hummer to hybrid. And in all respects, everything changed for me. The way I would dress up before flashy clothes, wearing a Rolex and all those things to show off. But now I don't care. Actually, I don't wear a watch. Now I have iPhone all the time. So everything changed for me. I became a better father because my father was physically abusive to me. And I was not physically abusive to my two boys, especially the eldest boy. But my father was showing up in me, and I was forcing him to become a doctor, which he didn't like, and finally flunked. But then I supported him to go into computers, which he wanted to go all along. Wow, that is quite a remarkable transformation. And so when you were in your near-death state, where you crossed over to the other realm, you did have a meeting with Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael, is that correct? That is very correct. And it made total sense to me later on when I, I didn't have, I knew there were angels, everybody talks, just two angels sitting on your shoulder. That's the only extent I knew about angels. And that Raphael is an angel for healing and transformation, and he's a patron angel for doctors, healers. So that really attracted me. And Michael is for strength and protection. Right. So tell us what are the seven eternal truths that were revealed to you during your near-death experience? You know, seven eternal truths were that life can exist after death because I met my father. We all have past lives which influence our present presence. And ultimate reality at the very highest level of consciousness is pure love. And there are different levels of consciousness, you know, like waking, sleeping, transcendental, and awake. And then there is a cosmic consciousness, divine consciousness, and finally, unity consciousness, which in Indian language means Brahman. You know, there's nothing exists but pure consciousness itself. And other truth is that we are here to serve other people. That's the whole purpose of life, to, to practice love and serve other people. Right, that is so beautiful. And as I was reading your book, so for listeners who haven't read Dr. Parsi's book, it's called Dying to Wake Up. And it is a mesmerizing account of how materialistic he was before his NDE, how that shifted after he crossed over to the other realm and received wisdom and guidance from these beautiful archangels that he encountered. You also talk about something called consciousness-based healing during your NDE. 
how 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 can we understand what that is and how does it relate to the seven eternal truths that you just talked about you know the consciousness based healing is based on these eternal truths actually it's also based on what einstein said i'm paraphrasing a solution to a problem cannot be found at the level of consciousness it was created so mm. the main purpose of consciousness based healing is to elevate the levels of consciousness and then when one is relaxed the stress hormones quiet down and then the parasympathetic the rest and repair system takes over and body has innate intelligence which heals by itself you know yeah there's a broken bone we can set it but the bone knows how to which cells to grow and how to heal So the whole consciousness based medicine is trying to empower the client to heal from their experiences and it's also based on the fact on the seventh internal truth like people experience trauma and trauma can come from childhood adulthood or family constellation which is passed down the generations it passes skips the generation mm-hmm. but what i have found out there's another trauma which can come from past life so under regression past life regression i'm able to unlock the past life trauma okay and so when you unlock the past life trauma you begin to understand why uh something that you're experiencing in your current life you have brought with it the energy of that from a past life and you're able to heal it in your present life when you make the connections is that correct yeah because in past life uh, actually in the other world past present and future exist at the same time as i talked mm-hmm. about you know my hand used to hurt a lot a right hand i had three surgeries i had torn a triangular fibro cartilage and in my near death experience when i was shown the past lives i was a very cruel prince whipping poor peasants i still have their memory and then i asked forgiveness from them they forgave me and after that in two weeks my pain was totally gone and i have full function of my right hand as i used to have before injury right oh that's fascinating yeah and i've heard several other experiences from people who've had regression um sessions with uh, a professional regression therapist and when they come back after having delivered forgiveness or done some completion work they are then able to relieve themselves of symptoms excruciating pain chronic pain that they're experiencing in their current circumstances that just goes away because they've connected the dots and been able to complete what was incomplete exactly like i had a couple client they used to have a lot of problems and they came to the words of divorce and mm-hmm. they were arguing so what happened was under regression they died in a car accident while arguing so that argument was not finished so after they ask for forgiveness from each other did the ritual of forgiving and resolving the argument their this life argument stopped wow 
I'm so grateful you're speaking about this, Dr. Parsi, because forgiveness is such an integral piece of the work I do with my uh, grieving women. My grieving clients um, always, I find, have something to forgive, either with the one that they have lost or with someone in their current life, which somehow gets in the way of their healing. And once they're able to create a ritual, sometimes I help them create it, sometimes we work on it together. Um, the, yeah. Once they're able to release it, they find that the healing really speeds up and they're able to come back to complete alignment. So that, that's wonderful. Now, I'm really interested in, in hearing about your marriage because you were a different kind of person before your NDE. And once you came back from, from your near-death experience, you, different things became important to you. Like you uh, shared with us, you sold your mansion, you sold your vehicles, you wanted the most simplistic way of life. Now, how did that affect your marriage? Because you became a different person and your wife was seeing a new version of you. So how did that impact and affect your marriage? You know, initially my wife went along with me but I, and we were happy. That's why I wrote a poem for her. But gradually I was no more the alpha charging male to get things done, to be aggressive and you know, success and all those things. And so slowly we started parting our ways. And I did not know that that time, but my wife became very friendly with my best friend. And that unraveled the whole marriage. So you talk about forgiveness. I really yeah. had to practice. <laughs> yeah. Really, you know, I had to practice what I was teaching in my life after near that experience. The key to happiness is forgive, love, and heal. You know, like what you said, you know, you start practicing forgiveness, you start practicing love, unconditional love, and then the healing happens. And love I'm talking about is, you know, I use, you know, I'm originally from India, so sometimes I use Sanskrit words, but I explain it. There is a Sanskrit word, Mudita, M-U-D-I-T-A. It is in Google also. Mm -hmm. That means I'm happy because you are happy. So I love my wife mm -hmm. so much that I was happy that she was happy. Then I forgave her and we are having the best marriage in 30 years. Best year in 30 years. So speak to it me about that easy. moment. Speak to me about that moment where you're sitting in your lawyer's office ready to sign your divorce papers. And then you turn around, you walk out of the office, and you describe this as uh, the best love affair of your life. How did that happen? Because I'm sure so many people out there are struggling in a similar position. There, there are women I know who have challenges in their marriages, and they wonder how it is possible to forgive, turn around, and begin to write a new script. So how did you make that happen for yourself? You know, we were sitting in the, the uh, lawyer's office, and it was divorce. We were ready to sign the agreement. And then it was December of 2016, 9-17. My wife said, do you want to do a fresh start for next couple of weeks before we finally sign it? Then I thought our anniversary is six weeks away. You know, so why not? I've lived with this woman for 29 years, so why not complete 30 years in Wildstone? 
and that six weeks, six, eight weeks has now become 10 months. And literally, we are having the best time in my marriage and we individually. We went from maximalistic lifestyle to minimalistic lifestyle. We only keep things we have and gave up all clothes which were not wearing. To answer your question directly, what had happened was I transformed so much that my wife felt really attracted towards me. Like now she says, I finally have the husband I wanted and I'm not stupid to let him go. So there are actually three versions of Raj. Raj 1.0, which was my life before near-death experience. Raj 2.0, after near-death experience. And Raj 3.0, after near-death experience of my marriage. And what I learned, that if you empower your own self and you have your heart chakra open, you attract the same person or another new person you attract the same vibrational person. You have to have give first love and then you will receive love rather than trying to change somebody else and demanding love. Mm. That is so beautifully stated. But what about couples where um, one person seems a little resistant and aggressive? Um, there, there are real instances of abuse in, in relationships, right? How does the woman tolerate it? How does she forgive? How does she make peace? Where do we learn we, that we have to draw boundaries? How do you explain I that? I think we have to draw boundaries and give love. And if the other person is still stubborn, does not respond, you know, I've never seen somebody not respond to a changed spouse. It's just like a tango samba dance or tango dance, like samba dance where one person changes the position, other person has to change position. But there could be stubborn cases, especially it is abuse. And after all the trials, sometimes it is best to walk out of that relationship. Because I believe if you love somebody, sometimes the best thing you can do for them is to let them go. That is beautiful. It's hard at times for financial reasons, for kids and other things. But the main thing is like for women to awaken the goddess within them. They are powerful like Indian goddess Durga, very powerful, but kind and caring. Yes, there is such an uh, awakening of the divine feminine uh, in this part of the world, I think, because women are recognizing and reclaiming their powers. I'm glad you brought that up. Now, you also have a process you've developed called the Parthi Integrative Process, and you're now working as a relationship and heartbreak coach to help people mend the grief of a broken heart. So what is this Parthi Integrative Process, and how does it work? You know, like party integrative process has five pillars because I utilize the experience from a near-death experience and all the trainings I've done. And so, and I'm a Western-trained doctor and I'm very familiar with Eastern tradition. So the five main pillars are, you know, to find out where the client is, first of all, right now. Like, are they grieving and what stage they are grieving? And if they are having trauma from their love trauma, and if they are having symptoms from it, 
And how bad it is, it sometimes almost becomes a PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. And actually, there is a condition which I suffered, and I had chest pains called heartbreak syndrome, where people can die from it with the heart fluttering and so much of stress. And then after my client goes through these phases and come to terms, acceptance and forgiveness with a ritual, and it's a process. It's not one-time thing. You write a letter and it's over with. And right. after that stage comes energy healing, you know, like Reiki, intuition, and also changing the level of consciousness by prayer, meditation, service. And the last is the practices of the heart, which is compassion, loving kindness, mudita, and equanimity. And this all processes start with directed towards oneself. Like forgiving mm-hmm. oneself, to be honest, as found was the hardest thing to do. Yep. That is so true. Um, because what we can't give ourselves, we cannot give others, correct? Yeah, exactly. Um, Perfect. So as we uh, wind down, can you explain um, how to apply each of the three tips you emphasize in healing a broken heart? You say the three steps are the way out is in, selfless service or favor, and forgiveness. How does someone apply each of these tips uh, in order to heal their broken heart? You know, as I said, the first thing is the way out of heartbreak is to go within. Like in my case, I not only healed my heart, but I experienced PTG, which is a new term used in psychology known as post-traumatic growth. I grew from the trauma. Mm -hmm. And I then forgave my wife. You know, it was very hard to forgive, for her to become friendly with my best friend. And forgiveness is a very big part. And then service. Service is actually, there are six human needs. Certainty, uncertainty, love, and connection. But two needs which are for fulfillment is contribution and growth. How do you contribute to the welfare of others? You know, that becomes it's a basic human need how to contribute. And it doesn't have to be a vertical. I believe in spirituality. It doesn't have to be a vertical spirituality where there's God on the top, then there are the masters, ascended masters, then there's the angels, and then that is how I call vertical spirituality. But one can Mm -hmm. focus on horizontal spirituality where one is passionate about saving the environment, passionate about women who are being abused, passionate about child pornography. So some passion which is your compass, or like in vertical spirituality, it will be serving God, but in horizontal spirituality, it will be serving others. As I said, you know, life is not just existing, but thriving and giving back. Right. And what you say speaks so dearly to me because when my mother died and I was in deep heartbreak, what really um, saved my soul was Seva. And the people that I chose to work with were seniors, the elderly, um, in a Mm -hmm. retirement community, in a nursing home. So that's where I would go. I spent two years 
which I call the apprenticeship of my soul, and I just served. And that is what helps me heal my broken heart, and that is what I teach every client of mine. You know, because I think service is the best way. Yes. Yeah. Service is the best way to heal yourself, and when you heal yourself, you heal others, and it's just the, the giving is the endless receiving, is in my opinion. So I, I, I feel very grateful. Yes. Um, yeah. So I just want listeners to understand uh, what your website is. So I'm going to just uh, give Dr. Parsi's website for you. It is www.theheartbreakdoctor.com. www.theheartbreakdoctor.com. So as we prepare to wind down, are there any final words of wisdom that you want to share with our listeners, Dr. Parthi? Yeah. Actually, my website is also drparthi.com. It goes to the same website. And Parthi is P-A-R-T-I and D-R in front of it. My words I would like to leave the your listeners would be the mantra I try to follow. Any healing happens with forgive unconditional love, and then the healing takes place. Forgive, love, and heal. That is beautiful. Thank you so much uh, for sharing your wisdom with us. And for all you listeners, I hope you will check out Dr. Parsi's website. If you are feeling overwhelmed, confused, directionless, like your brain is wrapped in a thick fog, I invite you to visit my website, umagirish.com where you can download a free PDF, which is 10 Gentle Ways to Beat Brain Fog While You're Grieving. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Parthi. And I will return next week with another brand new episode on the grammar of grief. Until then, my love and blessings to you. Thank you for listening to The Grammar of Grief with Uma Girish. If you enjoyed the program, please leave a review and rating on iTunes. Connect with Uma at www.umagirish.com. That's U-M-A-G-I-R-I-S-H.com for grief guidance and inspiration.